Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ed. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, Frederico, what is happening this week? This week we're talking with Jenny Zhao. All the brands or celebrity names are like Chinese-ified or like Pinyin-ified. So I called myself Long Tang Li, the Jenny, which is a rough Shanghainese Mandarin translation of Jenny from the block. But it's like Jenny from the Chinese alleyway. <laughs> we go on a wild and whimsical <laughs> ride. Uh, a lot of tangents in this one, but it's a good one. Hey, uh, before we get started, if you like this podcast that we've put together for you, please let us know on Apple Podcasts by leaving a review. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Creative Generation. This week we are joined by, I'm going to give it a shot, Jenny Chow. Yay! <laughs> I don't think that's right. Or Jenny Zhao or Jenny Joe. Um, Actually, Jenny, can, can, I, you, sorry, gonna, can, you, can you just say it prop, like the way it's meant to be said, yeah. so everyone knows. Do you want the full Chinese version? Yeah, yeah, do the yes, Chinese please. version. So it's actually not that hard. It's just my name reversed. It's Zhou Jianyi. Brilliant. That's very nice. All right. um, I love it. Can, can we just say Jenny Zhao? Is that okay? Of course. Okay, cool. All right. If you're happy with that, then <laughs> I've we'll... never had my name said so many times in like <laughs> it's, the space of 30 seconds. Uh, it's very important. And yeah. I, Anyway, we'll, we'll move on. I've got a very simple name for a very simple man. Um, yet people still, yet even, it probably is the name that gets mistaken the most whenever we go to events or we're somewhere and, and they always get Ant's name mixed up. So That's um, true. What is your full it, name, Ant? So it's, it's Anton? We <laughs> 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 shouldn't laugh. It's, um, it's people, the only people who call me, I think, Fred is the only person, and and Lee are probably the only people who call me Anton. And they, oh, there's a couple of a couple of Tasmanian devils who who also call me Anton, and I think they pioneered it. But my full proper name is Anthony. Um, yeah. oh, okay, I, I heard Fred say it before, and I was like, I thought he said Wonton, and I was like, who on this call is called Wonton? <laughs> yep, um, he I'm pretty sure is the only person who calls me Wonton. Um, <laughs> Right. Most people call me Ant. Um, the confusion stems normally at the takeaway coffee place um, uh. where I get Ed. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, whatever. Uh, it's so funny. It's, it's probably the most basic of all the names um, in our group, and it's still the one that's made that the people make the most mistakes on. There you go. Anyway, wow. Welcome back to Creator Generation, where we go on massive tangents. Um, everyone who's listened before would know this. Anyone who hasn't, well, hopefully you're still here with us. Um, anyway, it's not about, it's actually not about me. Um, it's about you, Jenny. So maybe like you can introduce yourself because you've got a pretty interesting, um, <laughs> like, I don't know, resume of things that you do. Sure. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Jenny, uh, much more simpler than Anne's name, <laughs> diaspora of all the options. So I was born and raised in Melbourne. I'm a Chinese-born Australian, so I speak Mandarin and Shanghainese. And ever since I grew up, I always kind of maintain that culture at home. When I was young, I always wanted to be an actor. But because um, the film industry in Australia when I was younger wasn't as diverse, I made the trek to move to Shanghai to study acting and performance uh, for university where I spent six years 
And then I also worked as a radio DJ, um, a presenter and like an interviewer for events and things. Of course, all this time I was doing YouTube as well, uh, which started when I was in high school and I used to make covers um, on the guitar and piano with my friend Cassie and we were called Olive and Petal. Uh, the covers are gone now, but the YouTube channel is still kicking, still alive uh, to this day. And now we're back in Melbourne and kind of working on everything here. Holy bajoli. What's the, um, <laughs> what's your dinner party intro? Um, I was going to say, I don't have enough friends to have a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe like, yeah. Do you put yourself in one camp, an actor? A I, I always get a bit stuck on this people when people ask me this, because when I was working in Shanghai, I just say radio DJ or events host. And it was like interesting enough showed him like a picture or two and that's it. Uh, when I say actor, people either say, cry for me right now. And if you can't, then you're not a real actor. Or they're like, what have I seen you in? And it's probably nothing. Um, but if I say YouTuber, people will like bring it up at the dinner table and start showing the videos, which I don't know, like I cannot watch my own videos in front of other people. I'll gladly watch my own video myself like 20 times over and be like, yeah, that was good. But if someone else is watching it with me, it's really embarrassing. Um, so at the moment, I just say like fun employed and everyone's like, you know what? Take the time, self-care, discover yourself. It's fine. <laughs> Actually, before, before we go on, you said you were obviously you were in China uh, for mm-hmm. a couple of years. So you spoke Mandarin or? Yeah. Okay. So I'm from Shanghai originally, but mostly widely spoken as Mandarin. Mandarin. So just a, so if you speak those two, I mean, this is going to be completely off the topic question. Do you ever, do you dream in two different languages? <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. I think um, when I was in China, I did have a couple of dreams in Chinese, but generally I would dream in English. But the other day, like my boyfriend came to wake me up and I was deep in that dream sequence. Mm. And I woke up and the first thing I said was, which means like, what time is it in Mandarin? And my boyfriend just kind of like stared at me and I was like, <laughs> what? Like, did you not understand what I said? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I always wondered that, like how you, you know, if you if you speak two languages, you know, yeah, completely, you know, completely side by side. What, what do you what do you dream in? That's interesting. Okay. I think that's when you feel like successful when you're learning a language. You're like, <laughs> I dreamed in it. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, sorry, and carry on. I I just needed to get that out of the way. I just think we're gonna just go on tangents, which is good. Um, they're all very interesting. Um, so yeah, like. When so what what came first then for you Jenny the like the online stuff the YouTubing or the more like the radio DJ and event stuff and the acting what was what was first so I'd say I always wanted to do acting ever since I was really young so I did like the student short films when I was in high school um, YouTube probably came second. And I don't know where I got the confidence from back then because, like, I'm not the best singer and I'm not the best guitar player. But it was like I think at the start of YouTube there were a lot of cover channels um, and they were all amazing. And I feel like Melbourne we probably only had one or two. And then back then, like, you know, 500 subscribers was like, you're locally famous. It was so cool. Um, and then we started putting out covers and I think there weren't that many of, like, two girls being two Asian girls, aside from J.S. Lee, who I still love. Um, so it kind of gained traction in school, in our own little, like, Melbourne bubble. Um, so that kind of followed shortly after. So I guess I've always been quite attuned to the whole online thing. Um, and then when I went to China, it was more like 
in-person hosting uh, radio DJ, I guess you just kind of depend on your voice, but acting is definitely more face on um, in person. So I kind of had to adjust to that more because it's much more easy being behind the camera where you can edit yourself, where you can redo things, uh, where you can, uh, you know, just perfect it slightly for live events is probably the most daunting experiences of my life because you say one wrong thing and the whole event could really just bleh. Before we move on to that, you did say like, you you know, all the music covers are gone. That's not quite true because um, the most views on your current YouTube channel is still one of those <laughs> wonderful, wonderful covers, which is very, it's such a wholesome and hilarious video of, of can like, what can you explain that video? The, there's the... this there's this one video it's the lazy song cover by bruno mars and me and cassie are both using ukuleles and i had this brilliant idea and i was like you know it's called the lazy song so why don't we re- pretend we're asleep and then we start singing so whenever you click onto that video you just see two girls like passed out against the wall make zero sense but then like as we start singing we get more and more energetic because music brings us to life um to that date that's the biggest video i've ever made i think it's almost at one million views i think it's because rotten tomatoes one time made a web page um with a series of links to girls playing the ukulele doing covers and we were one of those random links so thank you rotten tomatoes Uh, wonderful how the internet works i think it's a it's a it is a wonderful wholesome very simple video but and you can sing so and play the ukulele i'm very impressed Mm -hmm. um so you you're over in you went over to Shanghai, right? And and mm-hmm. what? So at the same time, were you creating YouTube content while you're over there? Yeah, I was trying to. It was definitely very um, here and there. But I tried to document, like you know, my dorm, my uni life, uh, my first at the radio, what it was like working as a presenter and stuff. But yeah, a lot of people were interested. I think in just the Shanghai expat life because a lot of people were thinking about moving abroad during that time and doing a lot of research online. What about any of the Chinese social media? platforms are you on any of those really curious yeah it's like a whole other world um so you have weibo which i would describe as kind of like facebook instagram put together i think there were a lot more just like you know regular everyone was on it um your workmate was on it but now it's more of like an influencer um kind of celebrity platform so influencers they call kols in china which is key opinion leader um, or they call them Wang Hong, which means like web hot. So you have like the fashion, the cooking, just kind of anyone with like a more online presence. WeChat is just like you're chatting extraordinaire. You can pay with it. You can pay your phone bill with it. You can video call. You can have group chats. So a lot of offices will have their company group chat on it. So we don't really use emails there. Um, there's also something called Xiao Hong Shu, which is Little Red Book. And I think it's like the Pinterest but there's also so many um, influencers and KOLs on there as well. And I think we all know TikTok um, because China has Douyin, which is kind of the same as TikTok, but just different regions. And I'm sure you've seen like the Chinese TikTok fashion challenges when like people walk out with super long legs and really cool outfits and that background music that's like really hardcore. Are you are you web hot on any of in any of those platforms? <laughs> Definitely <love> not. <laughs> I'm so taking that on. Like this is web, web hot. hot, web hot. Like <laughs> once you translate it to English, it sounds, I don't know. Uh, it sounds something hot. that Ant should say a lot. Uh, it's like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this creator is web hot on Instagram. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm super fascinated by it. Cause we obviously, uh, I, well, well, I can't really engage with those platforms very well. Cause I don't understand Mandarin and or, or <laughs> Cantonese or any or of that. Um, 
and like you said, they operate very, very differently. Is your audience then when you're creating content, whether it's on YouTube or any of the other platforms, like who are you talking, who do you, who do you talk to? Are you talking to a, a, a Chinese speaking, Mandarin speaking audience? Or are you speaking, who do, who do you talk to? <laughs> the wall actually, but um, <laughs> <laughs> for YouTube, it's, my audience I'm guessing is mostly kind of American born Chinese or Australian born Chinese or kind of Singapore UK based so that's mostly like English um, Western content I do trickle in some Shanghai content or Mandarin content here and there because I know a lot of people are like me and are trying to improve their native tongue um, on Instagram it's kind of more just like my daily life pictures uh, not so much made for anyone but just kind of myself for Weibo, it's definitely the content is a lot different because you do that nine grid post. I mean, you can do like one or three photos, but it looks cooler as like a block when it comes out as nine. So I have a Chinese podcast and that's where I just usually update everyone. So I'll put the link in. I'll put like screenshots of the podcast and like kind of what's what I've done during the week um, as like a little update. So that's probably like a weekly update. But most of the people who follow me on there are listeners from our old radio station so it's not really like a lot of new people on there but yeah just to just make sure people still listen to the podcast so you have a like you have a separate massive fan base in 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 basically another dimension of the internet (laughs) i wouldn't say massive (laughs) maybe like a tiny tiny little group of very lovely people but yeah from the radio days um because i think in china there's so many people um, just I think the city of Shanghai has the same amount of people or more than all of Australia. So if you're on a radio channel there compared to in Melbourne, your fan base, your listener base is just like tenfold. Interesting. What's your favorite Chinese social platform? <sighs> I'd have to say WeChat, even though it's mostly for a chat function, but it's just unbelievable what you can do it doing it. Um, stores can have like mini shops, so you can buy things from stores in there. You can book train tickets, you can book movie tickets. The only thing I don't like about it is that everyone uses it in place of an email. So a lot of uh, things get lost in translation. Mm. A lot of arguments erupt. Uh, so it can be kind of a tense platform as well. I love it. Oh, it just sounds like it's everything. It, it is. is everything, yeah. I can't think of one thing it doesn't do. <laughs> it's like the Swiss army knife of social platforms. It's, um... yeah. Hey, Jenny, uh, are you on TikTok? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and are you... <laughs> what was the follow-up on that? <laughs> well, are, are you, are what you... do you do on TikTok? Yeah, like, we we talked about all these platforms. I'm really keen to, like, what do you do on that one? TikTok's kind of like my um, little experimental thing, like my adopted child that I kind of just leave there on its own. <laughs> I try to do, like, some of the trending challenge things um, and then some fashion things, um, some videos of my cat, but it's just really random on TikTok and it took me so long to figure out how to use the editing function. It was like a 10-second video, and I was pretty sure I was on there for four hours. I think I got carpal tunnel from just, like, twiddling my thumb so much. But then, like, Instagram Reels came out of nowhere, so I'm really um, torn. So I've kind of done more on the Reels side now because I already have, like, people who follow me on Instagram, and I can just do fashion videos on there. So I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think about it, the whole Reels and TikTok thing? Well, actually, before, before, we, before we give you our opinion, what, what, do you, yeah. what, do you, like, what do you think of the fundamental differences between, like, Reels and TikTok? I think Reels is more directed to like your current audience. And I do find Reels a little bit more perfected, um, a lot more fashion. I don't know if it's just my explore page, but it's a lot more holiday based, fashion based and almost kind of tutorial based. Like I'm a wedding photographer. These are the things that you need. And then they point to all those words. Um, You can find all those things on TikTok as well. But I find like 
TikTok is best for just those random humor videos. Like you're just like, why did that person think of that? Like <laughs> I can't even like the dank memes and like just the really random footage. And you'll see people like repost that onto reels. But I just feel like Instagram is just like a slightly different platform. Um, in comparison to TikTok when it comes to the randomness. I find TikTok more creative, but random creative. I have to agree. I think TikTok is definitely more creative. Um, I, I think it's a, yeah. it's a great platform and it's got some of the most, you know, innovative and creative creators. And, and some of the things they do is uh, pretty, you know, pretty impressive, especially given yeah. how quickly um, that content goes by. I, I found um, Reels to be a little bit, I don't know, like a little bit static in the sense that it just feels like a little bit of an extension of instagram yeah. but everyone just sort of redoes their tiktok videos and puts them on on reel so you, you get because yeah. you get all those you know the tiktok branding on all nearly all the videos and, yeah. that, and I, I didn't i didn't find the um uh the reels one to be the the algorithm to be as intuitive in the serving as what yeah i got so once i sort of i think i trained it in tiktok it, it you know it started giving me some really great stuff and i yeah. feel reels is a little bit a little bit more Flat. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I, I reckon yeah. my my. I don't know, and it's completely completely off. I think like the way Reels and Insta is working is like it will send you, it will serve you stuff that it knows you'll like, mm. or it thinks it knows you'll like based on all of your previous behavior. Whereas TikTok is like we think you'll like this based on like it's kind of a bit more. We don't. We don't you know we don't know you'll like this topic but we think you'll like this video yeah and like and it it will be something you would never ever have interacted with otherwise but you'll still love it and it's sort of this yeah like i think someone has described as like this flywheel of um stuff that you you wouldn't expect um you wouldn't look for it's not like you wouldn't if you uh, if someone asked you to check a list of things that you would want put in front of you you probably wouldn't pick any of the stuff or some of it yet it still puts it in front of you and you still love it so uh, it's yeah i fell into finance tiktok last night i don't know how but i loved it i've learned a lot of facts from tiktok as well (laughs) well i'm not fact checking but i i'm guessing they're all true (laughs) actually i saw something on tiktok yesterday like this doctor i follow and it's interesting he and I have no idea whether this is true. I, I presume it is because he did mention this on TikTok. It was whether redhead people are more, um, they need more anesthetic to go under, under. Um, and oh. apparently they do. They need something like 20% more because of the, uh, the whatever the, um, that gene is that they have. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was, I looked at it and go, huh. That's an interesting fact. I never thought about, I mean, it never occurred to me. I don't even know if this is real. It seemed like something that they'd make up, but, Maybe that's true. I don't know. You know I, what I learned? Lee, the, other- Lee, <laughs> the producer Lee in the background, maybe can you just look that up and see if that actually is true and just tell <laughs> yeah. us because I saw it and I'm like, this is this is this is something I didn't know. Yeah, anyway, this is um so I, I have I've learned some pretty strange medical facts yeah. <laughs> on TikTok. I don't know how many of them are real though. Yeah. All they gotta do is put on a medical outfit that they pick up from the two dollar store and you'll believe them. Oh actually I'm pretty sure this guy is a doctor. I've seen him, you know, he does stuff in his oh. clinic and he talks about like back well, things and stuff is, like that. But yeah, but yeah. it is COVID. Like we go outside, we all look like doctors if you frame the shot right. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> like put a mask, we're ready to go. I'll give you some medical advice. Yeah. Um <laughs> It is a yeah wonderful. Yeah, it's very accessible, right? Like all these platforms, uh, are, some are more accessible than than others. Um, but like I guess you know you, you you sort of to 
talk back you know to what you're doing jenny it's like how do you do all this like you've got a podcast in you know that is in a completely different language to what we're speaking here um for a different audience you've got youtube you've got all these um social platforms with different types of content how do you how do you do it well i always say I'm a jack of all trades and master of none. And that's definitely my work ethic as well, where I kind of just dabble in a little bit of everything. I find it really hard to just kind of streamline myself and focus on one thing. Well, even when it comes to like YouTube content, because I get bored so easily, but I do see all of those things that you mentioned as hobbies and interests and passions of mine. So it's just fun for me to do those things. So I kind of enjoyed staying at home, especially during isolation, because I actually had the time to go and do all of the things like, if I come home from working like an eight to five shift at retail, I'm not going to edit a YouTube video. I'm going to sit on the couch, have my dinner, and then like slowly melt into the couch and not do anything else for the rest of the night. So now I've had more time to kind of focus on each of those tasks individually and try to grow them more. But yeah, I think just because I see them as a hobby, I'll always find time for the things that I like. That's cool. Actually, just to interrupt this, uh, Lee did look that up um, and he said he's found articles that, say it is something they need more of anesthetic they need 20 percent uh <laughs> anesthetic so hey maybe that maybe it, is true he also found an article that said it's it's a myth, a myth. but look, um, I'm, I'm, really I'm, I'm gonna trust i'm gonna trust tiktok doctor because he just seems like busted. A, 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 like it seems legit i and think if, if, if you yeah. search for anything on the internet you'll find the answer okay apparently there are more that say it's true <laughs> so we're just gonna go with that but i learned that on tiktok um and i it, learned that today a few and it blew my mind so there you go. All right. Well, very useful advice next time either of us need to put someone under anesthetic. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll remember to jack it up by 20%. Yeah. <laughs> God, go. I hope none of us ever do that. Yes. Where were we? I, this is, I, I love the tangents we're going on. I never thought we'd talk about <laughs> um, how much anesthetic redheads need compared to yeah. everyone else. But, um, Jenny, you like talking about myriad things that you do, and I, I think that's really interesting that you kind of like, like they are passions for you so therefore you give them the time and energy but there's all these different things that they all sort of Mm. connect together some way or do they connect together some way well they're all quite creative um and they're all me personally as a person because I guess for acting you're always being someone else so all of these platforms are a nice way for me just to be myself um for like the Chinese podcast it's a way for me to keep practicing my Chinese and it's a way for me to keep um up the content for people who used to listen to the radio show in China. YouTube is just kind of this thing that I've tried to stick with because I'm a, I'm a big quitter sometimes when I was younger. So YouTube, I think almost 10 years on it. So I want to just keep going with it. It's kind of grown up with me. It's like a photo album of my life. So I want to stick with that. Um, Instagram is just, you know, a social media updating thing. So, yeah. If if you could choose one platform, obviously because you have exposure to both the you know the Western and, and the um, the I guess the Chinese platforms as well, which one would you choose to be big on? Uh, not big, web hot. Web hot. Well, where, <laughs> web where would hot. you want to be web hot? I would probably choose um, Australia. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I moved back for acting and stuff as well. Because growing up in Australia, I think it's just a different feeling of success um, once you get to work in your home country and once you get to take these experiences in um, because you've grown up seeing these people and grown up watching these people on TV. So I was hoping one day I could be that person on TV that people in Australia are growing up to. So I'd say web hot um, 
in Australia or the Western side. And in China, there's just so many people, like you're going to be replaced in a minute. Mm. Uh, which one, which platform do you think requires the most effort? The most, not really the most effort, but I say the longest amount of time I would spend on content for the platform would be definitely YouTube, just because it's longer form content. Um, and there's a lot more like editing involved, like even just doing a thumbnail is much harder, whereas you could just look at Instagram where it's just all thumbnails, right? And you don't necessarily have to put words on it or like put three photos together and put like another floating image of like a bagel or something next to your hand being all surprised and stuff but um definitely youtube the whole process is a lot longer and you may go oh well, <laughs> sorry i thought it was going for very i love that you have a um I, I, have you got a photo of you with a bagel next to your head on your insta no that was the first thing that i thought of usually it's a makeup item that's hovering yeah, above like... my hand <laughs> i'm quite partial to bagels um <laughs> hey this is the, this is the uh podcast of tangents so let's go there what's your favorite bagel um, like the the stuffing inside, or like the yeah. actual bagel part oh, with the locks, geez. right? It has to be like the salmon with the capers, uh, cream cheese. Uh, Fred? Oh no, uh, I'm hearing a bit of a disgruntled. No, I, I, don't, I don't like salmon bagel. I'm not impressed with salmon bagel. You can't judge people on their. Uh, I, I reckon a, Ru- a Reuben bagel is my favorite. Ew! Bagel. Really? That's like. <laughs> a big sandwich thing. That's too much for a bagel. How do you even put the ba- like the Reuben meat into the bagel? It's such a small surface area. Well, I've, I've had Jenny, it. I've had I will, it. It I will, I will shoot you a link to a local bagel place near near us here in Melbourne that does a very okay. good Reuben bagel. But I can't go past a uh, plain cream cheese. Yeah, plain cream cheese with a with a coffee in the morning. I, I, sorry, I had to do it. Um, but I, you're talking about like how all these platforms and the content, it's, it's like yourself, like a lot of yourself, mm-hmm. you, you being you rather than when you're acting, you're obviously playing someone else. How much, like, do you draw a line of how much of yourself and your life you share? And if so, how do you decide that? Well, this is something that I've never really mentioned before, but I used to, streamline my content on my Chinese platforms to show not much of my personal life or my relationship or anything just because there's just so many more people there um one thing can go wrong and like you'd have like 10 times the amount of people hating on you or I just I don't know it was just like my life in Australia and I kind of wanted to keep a little bit separate for when I was in China now I don't really care as much um it's not so much of what parts of my life like I film and stuff, but it's more personally like my opinions or thoughts because especially on YouTube, a lot of people can just randomly stumble upon your video and um, everyone obviously holds different opinions um, and different thoughts. So I don't want to offend anyone with that. So I'm always quite careful of what I say. And when I film, I will film like a couple versions of a sentence that I think might be like a little bit out there. Um, For example, even like my newest YouTube video, just Shanghai versus Melbourne, I tried to make it very like, even though it says verses in the title, like very impartial, because I do dearly love both cities and I didn't want to offend anyone from those cities as well. But yeah, it's definitely more what I say than what I show. Does that make sense? Mm, it does. Actually, yeah. speaking of that, when you when you are creating, obviously, content for, for the different audiences, is there a difference in, one, your creation method for creating for a Chinese audience versus like a US audience, for example? And two, is there different things the audiences like and accept? Um, I, so I've been quite lazy. And when I upload videos to my Chinese audience, it's usually just my exact same video with, I don't know, maybe the ending and the start cut out just to make it a little bit shorter. But I will put 
captions on because um, even if people in China know how to speak English, they do like to look at the words as they are kind of listening so they can perhaps learn more. And of course, I do speak a lot faster. Um, so not so much on the editing sense, but if I did and want to put effort into it, I think I would make it a lot more colorful and cutesy and a lot more like things pop up if I was doing it for China. Um, just even personality wise, when I film things or when I speak in China, it's definitely a lot more like high pitched, um, more like upwards inflections, um, just because Mandarin is obviously not my like native tongue. So I'm always a little bit unsure of what I'm saying. But I noticed that I definitely act a lot more like little girl when I speak Chinese or when I film things um, in Chinese. Hmm. And and what about like English terms and names? Do they have certain ways you say them in Chinese? Like there are certain, or is it just plain exactly the same you'd say it, way you say it in English? Like, no. So like all the brands or celebrity names are like Chineseified or like Pinyinified. Like even I know when you speak Japanese, it sounds Japanese when you say like a celebrity's name. For example, Bella Hadid. The other day, I saw a billboard, yeah. and underneath they always write the celebrity's name, and it was. Bella Hadita or something. And I was like standing there reading it for five minutes and I was like, oh, Bella. <laughs> I, so, so is there an official way to say it or is it just an interpretation? So if I said like, how do you say Brad Pitt, you know, for, for Chinese there audience? It is like an official way, but Chinese fans also like to give all the celebrities nicknames. Oh. So um, Ed Sheeran for a while was called Huang Lao Ban. Um, Huang, which means yellow, so it means yellow boss, but I think it's because his head hair and like yellow could kind of mean golden as well. Um, and Taylor Swift was called Mei Mei, which I think kind of meant like unlucky, but beautiful, like a beautiful, unlucky person, because <laughs> at the time she was really unlucky in love. Oh my gosh! Is there any other good? One? Do you I, have I, a, I want to know you more. Have a name? A nickname? I, I, I actually gave myself a nickname when I was on radio, so I called myself Long Tangli, the Jenny, which is a rough Shanghainese to Mandarin translation of Jenny from the block, but it's like Jenny from the Chinese alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jenny from the Chinese alleyway. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, there has to be more. Jenny, you are be... the least alleyway person. Oh my. Okay. okay, okay. Hey, <laughs> could, can, can you could you do? Can you give Ant a nickname? I would guess it'd have to be the Chinese version of like the insect ant. So it'd be like Mani, which means ant, but it also sounds like money in English. So I think that's a pretty good name, right? Money. Ant money. <laughs> Sure, I'll take it. That's great. I mean, Fred, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you deserve one after always throwing me under the bus on, on these. No. Little, well, I mean, if you think of something. sojourns, you get... yeah, I, I, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I actually didn't realize all that. That's 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 good. Is there any other other, other good ones? Oh, well, not really a good one, but one that was kind of um, confusing was kendo, and the second word means bean. So I was doing an event, and they that was the celebrity, and I was like, I have school. I don't really know who the celebrity is. I might give this one a pass um, so I don't get uh, the teachers mad at me. And, and then I Googled it, like the Chinese Google, and kendo was actually Kendall, um, as in Kendall Jenner. Right. So then obviously I was like, I'll quit school to do this event. But sometimes you can't really tell because the Chinese words just mean something completely different. Um, and I think like Lau, like L-A-U-V, the singer, he was called like Sixth Princess. I'm not sure why, um, but yeah, he's called Sixth Princess in Chinese. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. It is like, so good. Everyone gets their own little additional mm. brand sort of thing yeah. going on there too. Like it's um, – I wonder if these – if it, like it, more – some of these celebrities are doing what you did 
Jenny, and sort of seed it, seed it out there with your own nickname of what you want to be. Like <laughs> maybe um, Tay Tay might next time sort of not want to be the unlucky. Um, was yeah, unlucky? she might yeah. have to change. Oh, I, I remembered a really good one. Which so one? Katy Perry. Yes. Um, do you remember how like Teenage Dream and everything? She was all really colourful, and she had like all the fruit and stuff going on. So she in China is called Shui Guo Jie Jie, which means fruit sister. <laughs> yes. Which I find really endearing because if you call someone sister, you know, they're part of the fam and she's also fruit sister, very wholesome. Oh, that's very good. I think this is brilliant. Right. Boy, I just, <laughs> this, this, this is very good. And so you, for, for like, you don't have like a, a special one you use for YouTube or anything. That was just what you had on radio. Oh, Jenny from the Little Chinese Alley. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Jenny, right. Jenny from the Alley. Yeah. Street Fighter, Jenny from the alleyway. I like it. Oh, um, very nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness, mate. You know what? Actually, we've actually run out of time. We've been talking about all the wonderful things, and we've actually run out of time. So uh, we we like to finish on, uh, on, on a couple of tips. So getting the creator to give us some of their top tips for budding creators out there. What, do you, what, would, you, what, would, what would you advise? Yeah, I would say I'm a budding creative myself. So if you want like a struggling <laughs> tip from a struggling person, here goes. Um, everyone always says just like keep pumping out the content, like especially video wise, there's going to be a certain video that someone will like out there. But someone said in their video the other day, don't make content for like the 10% of the people in your comments that might say, I want you to make a video in just say Mandarin, but I know 90% of my um, viewers don't understand Mandarin. So obviously I think go with that ratio like don't completely change your channel because of what a small pool of people might like obviously you want to like make everyone happy but I think the ratio of your channel might have to reflect like the ratio of your audience a little does that make sense Hmm. bonus question for for those people who don't reach a Chinese audience but would like to which platform should they give a go at first to reach that Chinese if you have um a YouTube channel, I would definitely say go on bilibili.com, which is B-I-L-I-B-I-L-I, which is like the Chinese YouTube. Um, and if you can, just get like Chinese captions on your video because I feel like that platform is really popular at the moment. Um, you can find TV shows, you can find vloggers, you can kind of find everything on there. And there's a lot of like Western ex- expats uploading their Chinese live on there. Um, I'd say probably that one is like the TikTok of what of Australia right now, where like a lot of new people are coming on, and like anyone can kind of hit it off. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, that's Dig great. Billy, Billy, Billy. Billy. All right, check that out. That's that's a hot tip. It's <laughs> a web hot tip. Web hot. Web hot tip from a web hot star. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, right. Yeah. Awesome, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been um, a strange, wonderful journey of <laughs> many, many tangents, but I've had fun. So, um, thanks thank so you. much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. See ya. Created generation. On the mic.